the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, and I'm going to go straight to my guest. I say with absolute uh, candor and sincerity, one of the greatest living thinkers, certainly in my lifetime. And he is Tom Soule, well-known to many of you, should be known to everybody in America. Senior fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford. His new book was published yesterday, and it is Charter Schools and Their Enemies. I read his piece in the Wall Street Journal on this subject. Tom, welcome back to my show. Uh, good being back. Thank you, sir. Where Where are you cooped up these days? Uh, cooped up at home as I usually am. <laughs> I mean, so. the, the, the pandemic has not made, made nearly as much difference in my lifestyle as in the lifestyle of most other people. But you haven't been able to go around doing photography. Well, I, I can, I can, but I actually, I, the, the work has been, <clears throat> excuse me, has been overwhelming, really, for much of the past two years. Partly because I realized how how important the book was, not simply as a book, but w- but whether it can let a large number of people understand what the situation is with charter schools and and the dangers as there's been a big political backlash against charter schools uh, reflected last year in some very strong anti-charter school legislation in California that will make it virtually impossible for charter schools to suspend disruptive students. You answered, uh, I felt foolish that I had not realized this, but if I didn't realize it, I assume many didn't. I knew the argument given, oh, charter schools, of course they do better because they skim the best students from the general population. Uh, and, and then you had a great answer. I'll let you give the answer. Well, first of all, charter schools select, most of them select their students through a lottery. Yes, so that they was... They know nothing about right. who is the best student. <laughs> they don't have their academic records. They don't have any test scores. Uh, it's the luck of the draw. Now, the, the, there is some element of selectivity in the sense that students who are, who are serious or whose parents are serious will be entered into the lottery. And so the lottery as a, students may be a notch uh, above in motivation, all right? Well, what they leave out is the crucial point. Uh, most people who enter a lottery do not win. Some fractured win. And the, uh, and, the, and the majority of those motivated students remain in the public schools. For example, one year there were 17,000 applicants for 3,000 places in the Success Academy charter school network. The Success Academy took 3,000. 14,000 were left for the, for, the, for, the, for the traditional public schools. Now, you know, they, they could have uh, educated those 14,000 just as well as... Uh, the, 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 the uh, charter school educated the 3,000. They didn't choose to do so. 
Who was the you, your title is and their enemies? Who were the biggest enemies? The teachers' unions, uh, the politicians, uh, people who are still fighting the battle for racial integration that started with Brown v. Board, who 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 think that they ought to be deciding where black kids and Hispanic kids go, rather than uh, the parents of those children. Wait, so the, the teachers' union, and that's the reason the politicians oppose, because they listen to the teachers' union. So, uh, so well, they don't just listen to it, they take money from them. But, the, uh, for example, uh, I, I, there, last year there were more than 50,000 students in New York City on waiting lists to get into charter schools. Now, if those 50,000 students can get into a charter school uh, with, with a per-pupil allotment of more than $20,000 apiece, we're talking about more than a billion dollars a year being transferred out of the traditional public schools and into the charter schools. People who run the traditional public schools try their best to make sure that does not happen. And there are a number of ways, not all of them legal, that they, that they can do that. So I'll bet a lot of people listening have a vague idea of what a charter school is. So would you define it? Yes, it, it's a public school in the sense that the taxpayers pay for it, and there's no tuition or anything. Uh, but it's a public school set up by people for, by people outside the education establishment, private people, uh, who agree to various terms as the condition of having a charter issued that will allow them to receive students from the public school system and to uh, receive the money to educate the students. Right, so the... The teachers' union will argue, do argue, uh, we're shifting, let's say, a billion dollars over to charter schools. Who then theoretically loses the billion dollars? You have to hire teachers for charter schools, too. Oh, school teachers, most of those are not unionized. And and the the teachers' union represent those particular teachers who are in the traditional public school system. Uh, The public school bureaucrats don't don't uh, like the idea of a billion dollars disappearing because they have their bureaucratic empires uh and and then they're going to have fewer jobs to give out and so forth uh, uh-huh. one of the one of the most ridiculous arguments arguments is one is one that is most often used namely they're draining money from the public schools they can't drain anything the, the, the they can only enroll students who volunteer or whose parents volunteer them. Uh, and and uh, the question that immediately comes to mind is, did you seriously think that when a child moves from school A to school B, the money to educate him should stay behind in school B? I mean, it, it, it's, it's insane when you stop and think about it. But the fact that that argument is still uh, effective for some people suggests there are a lot of people out there who are not in the habit of stopping and thinking about it. Right, but money, so, but in reality, money is being drained from unions. That's the teachers' union. Is that accurate? No, no, it's, it's, the, 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 it's the money that, that pays the teachers' salaries and the salaries of a whole army of other people, or perhaps more than is paid to the teachers. Uh, but but I but I I guess it's the uh, to, to me at least the, the the simplicity of it that is overlooked. That uh, what is happening is the kids go from school A to school B, the money goes from school A to school B. That happens if he's only transferring to a different district 
uh, in in the same city. Right, but there's again, I just uh, for for my clarity, I want to I want to just be very clear for me. Okay, the. the they oppose it, the teachers' unions, and that's all that matters, because they won't have unionized teachers in charter schools. That's right. Okay, so that, so that, so, th- what does that mean? That means fewer dues are paid to teachers' unions. Yes, and teachers' union dues are measured in the billions nationwide. No, it's yeah, it's it's an astonishing thing. Uh, well, all right, so let me ask an overarching question, which I, I'm sure you've thought about much. In light of the fact that a lot of black parents, like anybody else, care about their children's education, and in light of the fact that the Democrats oppose better education for black children and Republicans are for it, why blacks overwhelmingly vote Democrat is the question. Well, the, the, the information that's in this book simple as it may be, uh, is simply not that widely known. I don't know how many, how many parents in Harlem know that the, uh, the mayor of New York is bitterly opposed to charter schools, it says so in, wor- in words of one syllable, and it says so all, all throughout his career. Uh, so they, they may be happy with their charter school or dissatisfied with their traditional public school, either way. And, they, and until they know what is going on, moreover, not everybody knows how the, the two kinds of schools uh, are, are effective or not effective in, in education. That's one of the reasons I have, uh, you know, uh, tables for more than 100 individual schools in New York City where traditional public schools and, and charter schools educate kids in the very same building, serving the very same community so you can get comparable students to make your comparison. But most of these things, most of this stuff is unknown. It shouldn't be unknown, but it is. Why is a charter school better? There are any number of reasons. All right, wait, tell me when we come back. I I want to remind everybody about the book. It's so important. It's It's hard to overstate. Charter Schools and Their Enemies, Tom Sowell. It is up at DennisPrager.com. If you've had experience with this, I'm very interested in hearing from you. 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-776. goes under the heading of anything the left touches and ruins. Public schools is just one example. The Dennis Prager Show. President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text COMMIT, C-O-M-M-I-T, to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention again. That's COMMIT to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest paid for by donald j trump for president incorporated as the july 4th weekend approaches and as we drown in anti-american rhetoric it's a good time to reflect on why we should be so grateful to live in this wonderful country that's what i do in this week's prager university video why i love america see it at PragerU.com, where we teach what isn't taught yes indeed Approach 3 billion views. PragerU.com. My guest is 
one of the most important thinkers of my lifetime, Thomas Sowell. And his latest book is Charter Schools and Their Enemies. So where were we, Tom Sowell? <laughs> you were asking about the, the difference between the uh, charter schools and the traditional public schools. The charter schools are public schools, but... Uh, right. And, 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 and the points of contention. Uh, the charter schools have the facts on their side. The other side has the rhetoric. And there are far more people who hear the rhetoric than there are who hear the facts, which is the reason for writing the book in the first place. Uh, the rhetoric says, look, when you put, it, put them all together nationwide, charter schools and general, uh, traditional public schools, there's really not much difference. And in a sense, that's true, but it's like many things that are true and totally misleading. The white, white students plus Asian students are a majority of the students in the traditional public schools nationwide. Black students plus Hispanic students are a majority of the students in charter schools nationwide. Now, for years, generations, white students and Asian students have been scoring higher than black students and Hispanic students. Now, when the charter schools come along and close the gap, uh, the people say, well, the charter schools are no better than the others. If they're no better than the others, how come the others had this huge gap for generations on end, and now the charter schools have closed, closed the gap? My book, the data I collect, uh, compares pe- students who are, are, are comparable. That is, in more than 100 New York City schools, uh, there are charter schools and traditional public schools holding classes in the same building. And in almost all the cases, well, in all the cases in my sample, uh, blacks and Hispanic add up to a, a, a majority in, in both kinds of schools. And so we're now comparing comparable populations in comparable neighborhoods going in, in, in the same buildings. And when you do that, you find that in, on the math, statewide mathematics test, 10% of the students in the traditional sc- public schools in those buildings uh, pass the, the math test. And in the charter schools, 68% pass Right. The so my, my question or at least in my mind, was what do they do better? Since they're also public, publicly funded, what do they do better? An, an excellent question that really I, I didn't think of in, that, in those terms. And, 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 and one, one very big difference is this. Traditional public schools are unlike virtually any other institutions I can think of offhand. Every kind of institution whether it's a, a sports league, it's the, uh, a medical facility, a church, automobile dealerships, they have a clientele. And they must attract that clientele and hold that clientele if they want to survive as institutions. That is not true of traditional public schools. Compulsory attendance laws means they are supplied with a clientele regardless of whether they, whether they uh, educate them properly or don't. Uh, moreover, uh, they don't. They, public schools don't even compete with each other because each one has a monopoly in some particular ter- territory. Wow! Oh, so uh, you know, it's a, it's perfectly. I mean, it's so obvious. 
they they don't have to compete in terms of excellence. That's right. Or or, or, or even competence. Never mind excellence. My okay, goodness. you're right. <laughs> That's now, fair. I, I, I threw those figures out there, which show that the the uh, the, the, the kids in the uh, in the traditional in the in the charter schools in New York City, which is where I got my sample, uh, passed this math test nearly seven times as, as often as the kids in the same building in the same class is taking the same test. Has any uh, anyone of the enemies of the charter schools debated you? No, they have not. I would be surprised if they did. I would be shocked. Uh, I would even, I would help sponsor it monetarily. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, of course it's a great idea. But I, as I tell my listeners all the time, the left doesn't debate, they smear. So it, silence, which is the main thing. Yeah, well, it's. I'd be very surprised if, if, if my book gets reviewed in places like the New York Times. No, of course. That's correct. New York Review of Books. They don't, they don't, uh, you know, I, I don't even get criticized. That's right. That is correct. Ninety percent of all criticism that I receive is from my junior assistant, whose job it is to go through my stuff. Oh, that's funny. That is <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, not your wife? Huh? No, you don't well, get any criticism from your wife? To, wives have been known to say a few uh, negative things now and then. Shocking as that may be. Totally. Totally. I'm, I'm sorry I raised the issue. It's a, obviously a, a sensitive one. <laughs> when I look at the public school, I report regularly about the curricula that they uh-huh. now advance. Uh, I'm curious if this has made its way into charter schools. For example, the 1619 uh, rewriting of American history, is that, that will be now normative in American public schools. Will that be taught in charter schools? In California, I suspect it will be. The the, the new legislation last year that I referred to uh, is imposing on charter schools the same bad practices that are in the traditional public schools. See, the idea behind charter schools initially was that they, they would be freer to experiment since they wouldn't be covered by all the minute regulations that apply to the traditional public schools. And if they came up with things that were successful educationally, then the, then the traditional public schools would, be, would have the option of adopting these things. What has happened has been the exact opposite, that when the charter schools come up with something that contributes to their turning out a better educational result, the, the, the backlash is to impose, restrict the charter schools and impose the, the things that are failing in the, in, the, in the traditional public schools. For example, uh, the new legislation last year makes it virtually impossible to seriously punish any student who simply disrupts the classes of the schools that they're in. Now, one of the things that charter schools do is have uh, some, some sense of discipline so that kids who are, you know, act out, hit other kids, uh, yell and carry on so the class can't go on, they can be suspended. Now they cannot be under California law. Uh, 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 yeah. More with Thomas Sowell. His important book is up at DennisPrager.com. I've been, I've been looking. 
everybody. Dennis Prager here. Thomas Sowell, one of the leading thinkers of my lifetime, is on senior fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford, a photographer. By the way, what camera are you using lately? It's the uh, Nikon uh, D, my goodness, 750. It's been so long since I used it, I'd hesitate. And why is that? Because of the lockdown? Partly, but, I, but also uh, my medi- medical things as well. I, uh, I, was, I was diagnosed with uh, pneumonia on Christmas. On Christmas. Yes. How are you now? Oh, I'm in good shape now. Oh, good. That is good to hear. I have a a number of calls here, which uh, some people just hung up. I'm not sure why. Maybe they thought they wouldn't get on. 1-8-Prager-776. I'll take a a challenge here from uh, Cannon City, Colorado. Cindy, you're on with Dennis Prager and Thomas Sowell. Hi, thanks. This is Cindy. It's an honor to talk to both of you. Thank you. I have a wonderful sister who is a school teacher, and I always bring up this, um, you know, conversation with her that she doesn't support charter schools. She teaches in the public school system. And she says that charter schools are not required to take um, developmentally delayed children or, or challenged children, and that's why they always perform so well, and I don't know how to answer her. Good one. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if if you get a copy of my book, you can get one in the library if you don't want to buy it. Just look in the back of it, and among the many tables in the appendix is one on children with special needs. Uh, That argument has been made by a lot of people. Uh, You really can't explain a difference of one uh, school passing the math test at nearly seven times the rate of the others. By ha- because they have different proportions of, uh, of uh, uh, special dis- disabled uh, uh, students with disabilities. Uh, but the charter schools do, in fact, have students with disabilities. Uh, nationwide, according to uh, D- Professor Diane Ravitch of NYU, who is a big opponent of charter schools, uh, uh, 11% of the children in uh, traditional public schools nationwide uh, are, are uh, special disabilities, and only 8% in the charter schools. Now, you're not going to let, let, say that a 3 percentage point difference between the two kinds of schools <laughs> yes. can explain away right. seven, why seven one school right. can pass the math test. Right. The other thing that I, I looked up, although this is not in, the, in, in this uh, edition of the book, uh, I, I looked up the Success Academy schools, of which there were 13 in my sample, and the percentage of uh, special needs to, uh, students ranged in those schools from 4% to 34%. So, you know, there's one school that has less than the national average, there's one that has three times the national average, and the one that has three times the national average of uh, d- students with disabilities has this, you know, Three quarters of more than three quarters of all their students uh, not only reach proficiency, they reach the level above proficiency. So it really that is an extremely weak uh, argument. Although it's one that uh, is out there, and in most cases, there's nobody to answer this. That's right, nobody to answer it. That's why I really urge people, for the sake of the, of, of education in America, to buy the book. 
not just get it, look, read it, obviously, but I don't even know who takes books out of libraries anymore. Uh, I was very disturbed to learn, and I, I should have known this, I guess, but I didn't know it, uh, to learn from you last segment that that charter schools can be told what to teach just as public schools can. So, Yes, and, I, and, and in California, they have already been mandated to teach what is called sex education. It's really sex indoctrination. Yes. Uh, and the, and, the, and the, the new legislation, I believe, is included. Uh, they're they're, they're going to be required to teach. And, and it's not that they are, they are given that as a subject to teach. They are, it is specified what particular material they must use. Well, in, in light of that, I'm, I'm really confused as to why they do better. If, if they're told what to teach. Well, you know, this, this is a new development. Oh, really? Yes. So it's, when, when Jerry Brown was governor, the one, one of the few good things he did was resist the effort of people to force the charter schools to teach and specify sex education. It's one thing to say you must teach a class on sex education and leave it up to you to decide how to do it. Oh. No. The government, and, and so they have, I mean, some of these things in the sex education classes, uh, they have, they have a, 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 a model of a penis, and all the 11-year-olds are, are, are supposed to go, go up there and, and put a, a condom on it. And they'll have two cla- they'll be a, a All right, hold on a moment, if you would, Tom Sowell. Again, folks, this is a critical book, Charter Schools and Their Enemies, up at DennisPrager.com, 1-8-Prager-776. Okay, everyone, Thomas Sowell, the Thomas Sowell. His first name is The. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Sowell, the, who is not only one of the great thinkers, well, I'll tell you what area he's deficient, I, and I have mentioned this on all the books that I've interviewed him on. The titles of his books are not sexy. <laughs> uh, my favorite was Basic Economics. <laughs> I must tell you, Basic Economics has sold more copies than any other book of mine. I know. It, is, I, it has been translated into more foreign languages than any other book of mine. So there you go. I So I am totally wrong. All right, on the other hand, you could argue, if it sold that many with that title, can you imagine what it would have sold? <laughs> uh, yeah, you would go far in politics. Uh, yes, all right, uh, don't even start me on that. Uh, uh, Thomas Sowell's book is uh, Charter Schools and Their Enemies. So what happened? Charter schools were allowed to teach the way they wanted, but now they it's in California it's imposed that they have to teach basically what public schools do well they're not in everything but they but they but they've been, they've intruded what is called sex education but what is really pretty gross stuff to be forced on 11 year old kids uh and 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 that is prescribed it's not as i say they don't, they don't tell you to teach sex education and let you decide what you're going to teach they have their program all set up, and that's what you are forced by law to teach. The same thing with uh, what is called ethnic studies, uh, which is apparently, from, from all that I've uh, heard about it, uh, very much along the lines of the 1619 Project yes. in the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, which I, I, I would be shocked that, that, that they got a, a Pulitzer Prize for it. 
But there was once a New York Times reporter who got a Pulitzer Prize for denying that there was a famine in the Ukraine. That's right, Walter Durante, 1932. Six million people died in this this famine that he uh, claimed didn't exist. Yes, this is not new, unfortunately. Where is, uh, oh no, there was a person... It's, it happens so often that the call I want to take hangs up. They give up. Somebody was uh, uh, calling in to, to say that what's being taught today, at least in in her experience, is hatred of white people. Does that resonate? Yes. That's common. It's common. Wow. Yeah. In other words, and and more generally, uh, the word privilege uh, is used as a substitute for achievement. So anybody who uh, uh, has achieved something will be said to be privileged, and some even apply that to a middle class blacks. Are that privileged? I mean, the ancestors brought here as slaves, and they're privileged. I mean, what, what are you talking about? But but the idea of achievement is really a deadly idea to those who believe in the social justice vision, because the argument is that if you're not uh, doing well, then what what you lack is somebody else's fault. And that's not necessarily even tied to race. Uh, I mentioned in the, in the book in, in passing that the very same kinds of indoctrination goes on in England where the underclass is predominantly white, and you get exactly the same kinds of results that uh, uh, studies in England show. Uh, they, they break down all the low-income people into different ethnic groups in England. Uh, and, the, and, and, and which ethnic group do you think does the worst on tests? Native-born white Britons, people who come in from Africa, from the Caribbean, from India, from China, all and are in that same low-income bracket, all do better than whites in the same bracket. The 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 Economist magazine recently pointed out that uh, that, that that white students in one of these boroughs score lower than black students in any borough around London. How does the left explain that in Britain? They don't. They don't. Uh, but but, 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 but what the difference is these people who come in, they may be poor in terms of money and so on, but they have not been subjected to generations-long indoctrination in the idea of grievance, uh, you know. Right. Uh, Believe me, I know. Yeah. I'm, I want to ask you about I, – I mention this constantly on my show – about 2 million sub-Saharan Africans, that means black Africans, have moved to the United States in the last 50 years. Uh-huh. How are they doing? I don't, I, don't, I don't have a figure on all of them. What I know about Nigerians is they're doing quite well. Haitians, of all people, who are quite poor in Haiti, come here and they prosper. <laughs> if, I took a, if, if I took a, an anonymous vote among African immigrants of the last 50 years, and Haitians for that matter, and uh, said, yes or no, the United States is systemically racist. What do you think the vote would be? Would be it would be no. There is actually tension between the native-born uh, uh, black people and black immigrants to the United States. And uh, uh, the... the Im- some, some years ago, someone uh, checked on the blacks at Harvard and some other elite schools, and they found that uh, most of the blacks were not native-born black Americans. 
they were black immigrants who were doing who would take took up a disproportionate share of the uh, uh, affirmative action places put aside for people who are supposedly the descendants of slaves, which these other people were not. Hmm. Yes, that's fascinating. All right, let's see here. Uh, Detroit, Yolanda. Hello, De- hello, Yolanda. You're on with Dennis Prager and Tom Sowell. Hi, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Sowell, for your book. Uh, I have a daughter, my one and only child, who, thank God, was able to go into charter school from kindergarten, K through 12. It was a blessing because I was so concerned about putting her in school. My husband and I couldn't afford a private school, so I was really challenged in finding a public school. So needless to say, long story short, the, the charter schools were just coming about. This was in 1998, and I went to an informational meeting, and I was sold immediately. One thing that you said is so true. They did not at that time try to tell them what they could teach. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll be back in a moment. Tom Sowell's book. Charter School and Their Enemies. Okay, everybody. Don't hang up uh, yet, folks. Thomas Sowell, the massive amount of research on charter schools, and it's in his book, Charter Schools and Their Enemies. Um... Lisa is a teacher in Columbus, Ohio, says charter schools are only marginally better than public. Why well, advocate? But I, uh, I mean, well, I don't think I don't think passing a math test uh, at nearly seven times the rate of the yeah, I, public schools is mar- is marginally right. better. Uh, it's amazing how much rhetoric there is out there without one speck of facts behind them. That's why the book is so important. Betsy, quickly in uh, in Cleveland, hi. Dr. Soul, one of my greatest wishes is being fulfilled right now, speaking to you, sir. I want wait, to wait, 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 what am I, chopped liver? No, Dennis, I love you too, but to get to talk to, to, get to, talk to Dr. Soul, No, please. I'm with you, I'm I mean, with you. Go ahead. And I want to rush because I know there's no time on the clock. First, I want everyone to know that he's 100% correct with, the, with regard to the California health education, is what they're calling it, and bullying curriculum. It includes lewd and lascivious information, and it's being shared, Dr. Sowell, beginning in kindergarten, not 11-year-olds, kindergarten, which is age five. So I did want to let you know that. I am a consulting psychologist to one charter school here in Cleveland. We have a plethora of charter schools. This one stands alone and has one founder. Sadly, uh They have chosen, she has chosen to teach black history to the exclusion of white history. And I'm sorry to say this, but the, the students who are great kids, it's a middle school and high school only, are being taught to hate white people in, in, um, in, in, uh, what is the word? Cooperation with what Black Lives Matter espouses. So I wanted to understand what I might do. Okay, Tom. Boy, that, that, unfortunately, this is happening. I think, I think just letting the public know the extent to which this is already happening. And there's a backlash, as I've said, across the country against charter schools because there's money involved. 
Uh, one of the things that, that, that shocked me in, in doing the research is how many places there are vacant schools, schools that have been vacant for years, and they will block the charter schools from using them because that means the charter schools can take students from off the waiting list and teach them in these schools. In some places, they have actually demolished the schools to make sure the charter schools can't get them. Well, again, though, if they're teaching what the public schools are increasingly because of being forced well, they, to that, do no, so. that battle is still being, in California, that battle has been lost. Yes, but it's a battle the country, elsewhere. There's hope. Tom, we have to speak more often. A belated yes. happy birthday to you. Thank you. A big hello to your wife, and just stay well. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Charter schools and their enemies. This man is a national treasure. Another term I widely use. Stay tuned. I'm Dennis Prager.